Here, of course, the year Tavshinayin Dalit that we're studying now, uh, the first day of Hanukkah is on Thursday. Now, Thursday, so it means that the first light is on Wednesday. Now, again, I didn't look it up, but I'm assuming it says, it's brought down in Halacha, that they came in, they on the 25th day of Kislev is when they rested and they were able to sort of relax after the war. But they came in and they found that there was no lamp to light. Now my, I'm assuming, I think I'm assuming the lamp was lit in the menorah in the evening, before the night, in the, in, 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 towards, the, towards the nighttime. That's when the, it was lit. Now I'm assuming that the first night when it happened was the 25th day towards the end of the day. Not on the 24th day, we're talking about the 25th day. But yet when we light the uh, Hanukkah candles, we do it the night that before. before. Oh, so starting the 25th. And the, their actual lighting was almost like we do it in the shul today. You know, when the, the shul does it before, but we, we do it in the shul the day before the day that like we would do it on the 24th in the afternoon. And as I mentioned before, very clearly, that it should be done after Plag HaMincha. Generally, it's important to know as far as the day gets split up, you know, for various different things, and when the night starts. So, uh, one of the shiurim is called Plag HaMincha. Plag HaMincha is really split the Mincha. Really, what it really means, it's really one and a quarter hours. It's one hour and 15 minutes if it was a 12-hour day. But if not, it means one section, one and a quarter sections of 12. You divide the day into 12 parts. An hour doesn't have to be, a halachic hour doesn't have to be of 60 minutes. A halachic hour is one part, uh, one hour means one portion of 12 of whatever the day is or whatever the night is. It doesn't make a difference. It's one part, one part of 12. If you have a short day, like in the winter, then you can have every hour, not of 60 minutes, you can have an hour of 50 minutes because the total amount of daylight, of daylight will only have 12 times 15 minutes. And all the hours that we say when you have to read the Shema, when you have to finish the davening, when you can start davening Mencha, all these hours only go by the called the Shoizmanias. They are hours which are seasonal hours, meaning they depend on the time of the year. That's how we measure. So one of the shurim is Plaga Mincha. Plaga Mincha means we split the Mincha time. The Mincha time is really two and a half hours. That's when they brought the carbon Tumid. Two and a half hours. The afternoon Tumid. That's, that's two and a half hours before nighttime. Plaga Mincha means you split the two and a half hours so you have an hour and a quarter. So really it means an hour and a quarter. One 0.25 of 12. 1.25 of 12 of the day, you know, you divide, that is when the Plaga Mincha. According to some opinions, that is when the night begins. So, when we do the menorah with a bracha, we do it, we at least need to wait for Plaga Mincha, for that hour and 1.25 parts of the 12 hour in order to light the menorah in shul and make a bracha. A next, uh, next time, a next uh, 
uh, she would be shkia. That's when the sun sets, and then the next one will be when the stars come out. Those are also shurim. But plaga mincha is the very first night that we can consider for night. We can start doing the menorah for then, and especially is that before it gets dark or after? Before it gets dark. Before it gets dark. An hour and a quarter before it gets dark. That's when you're supposed to light it. In the shul, you do it then. At home, you do it. It's best to do it after the shkia, after sunset. It's best to do it after sunset. Uh, some people have the custom to do it after the stars come out. But in the Chabad tradition, we do it between Melcha and we'll do it after the shkia. The main thing is, though, you want to make sure that it burns for half an hour after Tzesek HaChavim. You want it to burn for half an hour after the stars come out. You want it to burn later on. So the general amount as we do, we do is 50 minutes because when you have 50 minutes, you have uh, the shkia is usually, uh, um, um, will be before, it'll approximately work out in the time for when you start lighting. But if you would start lighting for whatever reason, from Plaga Mincha, you still need to light as long that you'll have a half an hour to stay after That's Tzitzik Chavim. 50 minutes yeah. because before an hour. Yeah, and we always keep 50, stick to the 50 minutes, but if but you light it 20 minutes before, now, I'm going to answer your question. You want to know that the exact halachic time, what is sunset, what do the stars come out, that's debatable and that's also uh, various different opinions, so it's not clear. I mean, we'd like to say, okay, so what is it? Tell me what it is. It's no such a thing. In Torah, there's no such a thing as what is it? it uh, depending on the opinion, you know, and then it, it has to, it, you need to know. Of course, the ruling is only one, but there's various different opinions right. who, tell, who tell you. What were you just going to say? No, so the, the one in the synagogue that they light at Mincha time, yeah. does that last 50 minutes? Does that last? Okay, that doesn't really have to last. Oh, it doesn't. Uh, that doesn't do that. That's, you're asking a very important question, a very good question, and and sometimes, you know, we actually have the circumstances over here, but I'm sure it, ha- I'm sure it happens in many other shuls. Um, you can't let the menorah burn because, A, it's dangerous, you know. Uh, there's nobody here in the shul. You're going to let the, the light burn in the shul, and I'm sure. And number two, well, let's think about it. When you light the menorah in the shul, People don't live in the shul, don't stay in the shul. Okay, sometimes it's a base matters, they also study there. See, but but it's a regular go. shul, they go. So the blessing that you make for the menorah is for the actual lighting, for the publicizing of the menorah. And that's why you, take it, you don't fulfill your obligation. That's a separate... So you have to do it at home. You have to do it at home separately, as we at learned night. last time. You have to do it separately, you have to do it at nighttime. But that, if you have to put out the light, you're still going to make the bracha because... There's nobody going to be there watching the candles anyways, even if you leave them on, if there's nobody there. <coughs> and they don't stipulate that you have to burn these 50 minutes over here. At least I didn't, I didn't see that, that you should have to have that. So therefore, you would make the bracha, and if you have to leave, you close them out, you bring them out, you, you, you shut them, you blow them out or whatever. Uh, some people don't blow them out. That's another, that's another whole other discussion. But um, the... Um, but anyway, so this year, Hanukkah is going to be on Thursday, so that means that the night before, we always know the Jewish calendar always starts from the night before. The day begins, it's Vahi Erev, Vahi Boker. It was the evening and it was the day. The day always follows the night. It starts with the night, that's the first part of the day. 
and then comes the night. So therefore, already the 25th of Kislev. So that's why when I was saying that we light the menorah, even though in the actual miracle, what it took place, it was on the 25th, and we're actually doing it on the 24th. If we light beforehand, if you're lighting in the shul, but since we're doing it after Plaga Mincha, we're doing it after that section. It's already the next day. It's already the nighttime because Plag, that's why it's so important to be after Plaga Mincha because you don't want to do it on the 24th. You want to do it on the 25th. And you want to have it eight days like that. Uh, and the same thing would be if on the eighth day, if you're going to light it, I mean, you also light it at nighttime, but if you're going to light it anytime later, like we're not going to light it in the shul. Uh, in the afternoon, we're going to have eight lit, you know, for the, just for the whole holiday, for those lights that are staying on, but we're not going to make a bracha on the eighth day, because after Plaga Mincha, because that's going to be already the next day, it's after Hanukkah already, it's no longer Hanukkah. Well, how does that apply to you lighting the menorah at your house on the eighth day? You don't light it on the eighth day, you're not going to light it, you light it on the seventh day at night, which is the eighth day, so it's really right, the same thing. Day oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventh day at night is the seventh eighth day. If you call it, you know, you have to wait. When you finish the day of the seventh, then, you, then it starts the eighth day. It's the seventh night, but the eighth day. But now, I, right. You know, let's talk for a minute um, what happens as far as Friday with the lighting of the menorah. Okay, first of all, uh, Friday is actually going to be, the Friday is going to be the second day of Hanukkah. Thursday is the first day. So the second light we're going to light on Thursday night. So that's the day before the second. Now, there is some customs to change the wick every night. Some people change the wick. Now, the Shulchan brings down, if you're using like cups made out of clay that get ruined after using them once, you shouldn't use them again because they become disgusting. So they shouldn't be used for a mitzvah. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about uh, people have, you know, a nice menorah, everything is fine. But the wicks themselves... Uh, he brings down that the Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, did not uh, care to change the wicks uh, uh, over on the Hanukkah. Now, Today perhaps candles. So. Well, no, uh, well, we learned yesterday the bat. Yeah, you could, but we learned right. yesterday, last time when you weren't oil here, we learned oil and wicks is the best thing to use. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, today they make different things from. Uh, the wicks also, you know, cotton, cotton wool, that was the way to, to, to go. That's the way we used to do it, and that's the best way. But the struggle that some people go do to make their own uh, menorahs with the cotton, I'm not sure if it's worth it because it doesn't last, and they, they don't do Unless you know what you're doing, you're probably better off getting the, the bought stuff. You know, they have these floating wicks they have yeah. that burn, burn nicely. Or you have, I think you can probably buy the cotton wool also. I'm not sure, but yeah, they yeah, sell they sell them also. So, yeah, you know, I mean, business, they'll buy, they'll sell anything that anybody will buy. So people will buy that. But, but, but I, I just know that, you know, you know, over Shalom with my father, we would sit and struggle with those uh, cotton, trying to keep the flame to work and everything else. It didn't end. Um, um, now, the, also the, um, we talked to everybody yesterday, the order, the way we start with the new, we set up the new candles, we start from the right to the left, but we start lighting from the left back to the right. Say that again, I always... You that. start, no, you, you put in the right candle first, or the right light first, For the new day. and then I, the second night you put it in, so you organize it in the right way, the right order, starting from right to left, but the actual lighting 
goes from left left to right. You're gonna start with the new one. Right. The newer the newer light is gonna be lit first, and then you go from left to right, back to the other to to, to the original the to the number one. to the older ones, the other candle. Um, now, uh, this Shabbos, of course, because it's going to be uh, another Torah reading. Also, as we spoke about the Hanukkah Torah reading that we're going to read, and therefore the Haftorah is going to be with the Hanukkah portion, uh, because that's read that's read last, and that's the Haftorah we're going to get. Uh, therefore, uh, we're not going to read the regular the regular Haftorah for the Parsha of. Vayeshev, we're not going to read this week. We're not going to read the regular uh, parsha, and um, but when we do the Shnai Mikrav Targum, that's the recitation of the entire Chumash on Friday afternoon. We do it two times. We recite the words and once the the actual text of the in Hebrew, and then once we do the Targum, that's the translation. So it goes the way the right way. The very easy way to doing it. It's okay to do it other way also, but the right. The Shulchan Aruch, it says you do it one verse, a second verse, once the verse, repeat the verse, and then do the Targum. Go to the next Pasuk, say it twice, the verse, and then you do the Targum, the translation. And then the Targum Unculus. By the way, this Targum Unculus that we have, this is the most, uh, I guess, uh, earliest uh, translation of the Bible, of the Torah. He was actually a convert. Uh, there's a whole story in the Talmud. How how he converted and how eventually he was actually with the Romans with the other that were the enemies of the Jewish people, and he converted and he was related over there. He was a big macher over there, and then he he converted and then they tried to send other people to to get him to convince him to come back and uh, and every time he would sort of persuade them to, to and all the all the agents that came to grab him actually took his side and they converted also. So finally they told him, don't have any conversation with him. So the general who sent for, for, for Unculus instructed them not to talk to him at all. So, because he'll convert him too. So, he didn't, so, so they went to bring him. As he was leaving the house, he put his hand on the door. So they asked him, what's that? So he started talking about the mezuzah, and that was the end oh. of that. <laughs> but in any event, so, but he, he, he has said, that's the Shnai Mikra Vecha Targum, we do the Targum Unculus. And, you know, in Rashi's commentary, over time Rashi always will refer back in his commentary to the Targum. What's the translation? What's the meaning of a word? Is the meaning of the Targum. So, in any event, uh, at that time, when you do the two uh, reading the recitation, you recite it two times the verse, and once the Targum, and then at the end, you will do the Haftorah uh, of Shabbos Hanukkah, so, uh, of, 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 of Miketz. Or you can do Shabbos Hanukkah, and you can add Shabbos Hanukkah then this also. On Friday, you're talking about. On Friday, yeah, so then you will do. So basically, you're not going to lose out the Haftorah of Parshas Vayeshev also, even though you're not going to be reading it in Shul, but one should still say it, as we mentioned, once you do the Shnai Mikra, Vechem Targum. Um, there was also, the other way to do it is that uh, the Rebbeim, they would start from Shvi again on, 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 on Shabbos morning, do the last seventh Aliyah, so then you can actually add the Haftorah for Hanukkah that you're going to read in Shul at that point, not on Friday. Okay, now, this is also important that, especially when you do these public menorah lighting, it gets kind of tricky, because it has to be done after Plaga Mincha, after the uh, an hour and a quarter, and you know, almost Shabbos. You know, sometimes you have to travel. Now, like in New York, 
they light the big menorah on Fifth Avenue, the very tall menorah. And it's been a tradition already that he comes home with a helicopter back to Crown Heights right. from Manhattan. They're not, not going to make it back from <laughs> no, the no, Fifth I Avenue. Not, by car. And not even anything by train or either. Or by subway. Uh, by subway. Oh, no. So they come back by helicopter, but it's, uh, uh, or some, uh, yeah, some of those kinds of transportation. So that's, it's part of the publicizing of the miracle. <laughs> you know, you come down, it's a publicity, you know, you know, a publicity stunt. I'm sure they can maybe get somebody local over there or somebody to stay over, but it's make this thing look uh, look good. Okay, but that's that's important too. Now, uh, the way to do it is Yudav Mincha in Shul earlier. Usually it's more convenient for most people. You know, they come to Shul, Yudav Mincha, and then they stay in shul already, and then they do Kabbalah Shabbat and the and Mariv they do afterwards. So, but it's exception on on, on uh, over here. You wanna do the right time to do the uh, Hanukkah Menorah is after Mincha. So you go to shul uh, before uh, earlier this time. So you daven, and in the shul again you light the Hanukkah Menorah. Uh, now. It's best that Shabbat there are ten people there. Come in yet. What? Shabbat no, Shabbat has not come in. So we'll daven. This is the that will make an exception. That's once a year we will actually daven on Friday afternoon mincha earlier, and then in the shul we will light the uh, light, the Hanukkah lights, and then now in the shul, you know what happens if you don't get a minion together? It's best to be a minion if you're going to light the menorah there. It's best to be a minion. What happens with the candles? Usually, the lights usually put them oh. out when you leave. Uh huh. You can't. Now, either you put it out again also over here, before or Shabbos. before before Shabbos. before Shabbos, or you secure them so they can stay for Shabbos. We put them out before Shabbos. We don't That's let right. them burn for another yeah. yeah, but we we'll, we light them and then we put them out before yeah. we leave. The ones in the synagogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then. Now, what happens is, uh, after one lights the lights in the shul, you have a mincha, you light in the shul, and then you come home, and first you do the Hanukkah lights, and then you do the Shabbos candles. Uh, after the light of the Shabbos candles, it's already Shabbos, so you do it before. Uh, and then you do the Shabbos candles. Now, um, I guess what, 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 what happens now, if they can't have mincha early for some reason, you're not, you're not, you did not mincha early. Um, so now you're faced with a situation. Should you first have a mincha or should you first light your Hanukkah and light and then light the Shabbos candles and then go to shul and get a minion over there for davening mincha later on? Or maybe you should first daven. Uh, alone by yourself. and by yourself, and then light the. So he says no. He says here that, and that's the way the Rebbe would do it. That you don't have to daven mincha before lighting of the of the menorah. If there's going to be a minion later on, you should light the Hanukkah menorah, even though it's before mincha, and then light the Hanukkah Shabbos candles, and then you can daven mincha. We don't need to. Uh, skip min- minion with a minion in order to have the lighting done after mincha. But if you can make the minion before, that would be the best way. Now, 
The other issue is, uh, usually as we said, uh, before Shabbos we wait uh, for a half an hour. We wait by the lamps while they're burning for the first half hour uh, by to, to be there. But that does not apply to Erev Shabbos because people are going to shuls. Erev Shabbos, it does seem that one should not run away, you know, just stay like just a bit. But not a half an hour. You just you, because you know people are running. You know it's Arab Shabbos and the uh, short day. There's not uh, not easy to do that. Yeah. So now, fine. Shabbos is over. We so have to now, wait till Shabbos is over. So it's actually so it's dark. So the other dark, rule doesn't yeah. come into play. Technically, right? Right. So There's an exception for that day. Yeah. Well, well like you're saying, yeah, it is I mean, okay to light the menorah after, after nighttime, yeah. if you want to do it. But I'm saying, yeah. Lechatchila, we do it if you mean Meir before. Do you light it? After? In Shul, they light it after Meir as well. Okay. okay, we didn't cover that yet, okay. but right now we're up to Friday, we're going to go, we're going to, okay, I just want to, we just want to talk about it one more thing. Um, now, general, this is important for every Shabbos, really. Um, if you put either your candlesticks that you light the Shabbos candles, if you put them on a tray, right, that tray becomes subservient to those candlesticks. And since those candlesticks are not permitted to be moved the whole Shabbos, right? right. Uh, because at the time that Shabbos comes in, they have been, you can't move those lamps because moving no. lamps and Shabbos, you might the cause them to, Moktza, why the Moktza? Because it's also, you could cause the fire to become big, you can become, to become small. You know, you can't move a live fire when a fire is burning, you can't move it around. Because you're extinguishing, you're increasing the right, fire, right, you right, can't right. do that. So therefore, uh, it's moktza. So as soon as Shabbos comes in, those are moktza. Once it becomes moktza for the beginning of Shabbos, it remains moktza. It means it remains so for whole time, for, for time. time Shabbos. Now here you have a tray that you put underneath it. Uh, that becomes subservient. It becomes it's called a bosus, a basil davar In the Hebrew terms, it means it becomes like a. Uh, 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 a base it becomes the base of the candle because it's laying on it and it gets the same rule as that it becomes like part of it and it gets the same rule so what happens uh, you're putting it on a chair now we're putting the light on the chair you need the chair so on the table you know you put it in a way that you leave it there for whole Shabbos and that's it you know the Shukhanar talks about having a Shabbos goy to move it or not move it it's not so simple you know not for you but but the Shulchan talks about it also. But generally, we don't move it. We just wherever it stays, it stays there. On Shabbos, Yom Tov is different because Yom Tov you're allowed to move it. But on Shabbos, we don't move it. Uh, now, but what happens is you don't have so many chairs, and you need a chair, and you're going to put your Hanukkah menorah on the chair, but you're going to need the chair later on. Now, it's not only the tray that is going to be the whole chair. Now, by the way, your table at home also. If you have just the uh, candlesticks on a tray, and then that tray is laying on the table, that whole table sort of becomes the basis, becomes subservient to the lamp. Can't move the table. Now, who wants to move the table? But you can't shake the table. <laughs> but you can't move the table. You want to move the table. And that's why what we do is all the time, we put down the challah on the table, or you put down, if you don't have the challah on the table yet, you should have the table set anyways. But if you put down the challah, or else you put down a safer, a book, on the table, so the table becomes subservient to two things, then it doesn't apply the rules. If the table is also at the same time subservient to the lights, and it's also subservient to, to the challah, then you can move the table because it's not designated, it doesn't become only a basis for one thing. 
So the same idea will work when we're talking about putting the Hanukkah light on the chair. Uh, and um, now, so what do we do? So, um, so he said like this. So number one is what you do is you can place the Hanukkah menorah, you can place the Hanukkah, you can place it on a tray, and you put on that tray, you put challah or uh, kiddush cup, which is something which is important. You can't put something not important. If the tray, the light is more important, then it would override it, then it wouldn't be counted. So you need to put something important on the tray. So then the that tray, as I mentioned before, is permissible to move it after the fire is out. While the fire is out, you still not, still not move it because you're going to be touching the flame over there. But after it goes out, you can move it. As the principle, it becomes a basis for the osur and dovramutr. It becomes a basis, a subservient to both of them. And uh, together, and then you can move it, that tray, together with the Hanukkah, whatever you want to do. Uh, uh, to whatever you want to move, move it. What's on the tray? The Shabbat uh, candles or the Hanukkah candles? Both. What are you saying? What's on there? Shabbat candles. No, we're talking about the Hanukkah candles. Shabbat Hanukkah candles. candles. Right. You, you might need a chair, or it's in the middle of the way. Oh, you so know, you especially if you have a small apartment or something like that, you don't want to keep it there. It's in the way. You know, you're going to keep it all Shabbos there. It's in the way. Okay. So you want to move it uh, to any in any way you want. Uh, so um, what he wants to do now is he wants to get the chair out of the way. We're, we're not talking about it. He wants to get the chair out of the way. So now uh, he, he's going to move these things, which is a bustle, dover, iser, and, and heter, uh, because you are moving it for the purpose of something permissible, which is the, which is the chair. I mean, the chair is, 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 is permissible, and that's why you can move it away. And you can... The other thing is to do to place the Hanukkah directly on the chair together with the challah and after the uh, kettles go out and you need the, the space where the chair is, so then you can just move it uh, anywhere you want, uh, the chair and everything that is uh, on it uh, to get the place. So the thing is that you have to wait till the candles go out. Yeah, the candles go out, you have to wait anyway. Well, why do you have to even do something to move it? The chair. Yeah, because, because it has, because it became, it became muksa, because it became a subservient, it became a buses to the prohibition because, of it, to the light. Because you're lighting it. It's not yeah, and at lit. that point, you could not move Shabbat. it. Because so it became muksa, that's right, because something lit. is lit on it. Okay. So because it was lit on it, so you can't move it. Okay. So now that you have to move it, so, yeah, okay. okay, so if you're going to move it, uh, if you just want to move the chair away without using the chair, really, I mean, so you're going to have the Hanukkah, you just, it's in the way, you don't have, it's a small doorway, and you want to be able to move it away. Uh, you know, we're used to living in Sharon and big houses. People have like little tiny uh, oh, yeah. one-room studios, uh, you know, yeah. they can barely get through, you know, from, from room to room. So to them, to have a minority, they can't squeeze through the chair in the doorway. It takes up the whole doorway. So that's the house. On it and then can move the so there's two things. If you want to actually use the chair also, if you don't want to use the chair, then just put everything onto the chair, the lights and the, uh, the, the menorah and a challah on the chair. And, move it. 
And then after the fire is out, you can move the whole chair together with the challah. Now, what happens if you actually also want to move the, use the chair as well? So then you put it on a tray. Uh, and and then, you, then you move the tray away from there, and uh, uh, you move the tray away so that you can use the chair. And that's also okay. So, then, okay. so one of, one of these the two ways. The tray becomes the base. The tray is, the, the, the chair would also be the base, but it's also a base to something which is permissible. If you did not put the hall over there, you couldn't do anything. You couldn't do anything. How are you going to move? You can't move the chair either, even though you need the space because it's become a muktzah to a, right. a high level of muktzah. You can't even move it letzerich letzerich You're not even even like that's a complicated halachas as far as muktzah. We'll we'll get to that another <laughs> yeah. time. We'll discuss it another time. Um, okay, so that's the thing, and. Uh,